You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. I already planned with alcohol and coffee. Oh, <laughs> rough for you, Ty Bo. I'm, I'm trying to get going. <laughs> Somebody else got going. That's why there's 73 pages of documentation covering it. Apparently, this is how you get going in the rap industry. How did that start again? The y- YMCMB? Baby, Baby and Birdman. Baby Birdman. They're not the Baby same person. Guys. Baby is Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. I think that this all came about with Meek Mill after. He already kind of made it in the rap game. Not like superstar level, but people started knowing who he was and everything. And then what? here comes There's- Diddy. Are you saying there's there's a there's a date marked on like when Meek Mill had sex with P Diddy? I don't think there's a date marked on that except for oh there was a uh there was a Instagram post I believe it was that mm-hmm. uh Diddy and Meek Mill are hanging out at I guess Diddy's pool Meek Mill Meek Mill's in the the pool just sitting there and Diddy proceeds to call him son king and daddy and tell him I love you all in the same video within like six seconds of each other. You were working that good last night, Daddy. Yeah, I love you, man. <laughs> the the sex has to happen before they break onto the scene. The only way they break onto the scene is through the gay shit. We should probably we should probably explain what's going on here. We've talked about nothing except for 73 pages of documentation, Meek Mill, P. Diddy, saying I love you, you work that shit, and now we're gay. Let's break this down a little bit. Come on. There was there is it's one of the oldest rumors in the book, man. If if you if you get to stardom or anything that makes money in the rap industry, you gotta do some gay shit to get there. Yes, those have been the rumors, but why is it coming out as proof, or why is there proof coming out now? P. Diddy is been accused also known as Puff Daddy has been accused of sexual assault. Um, was it sexual assault abuse? Uh, there, there's a handful sexual of crimes. trafficking, sexual trafficking, a lot of things going on behind the scenes. He's not only being accused of it, he's being charged of it. Now, within the last 24 hours, a 73-page dissertation has been uh, released with information, not only according to the crimes that he is being charged or alleged with, but also additional things of the espionage of running the underground ring of the rap game hip-hop game uh that correlates with any of the uh sexual acts that need to be taken for somebody to become popular or famous in that industry um cubic gooding jr has also been photographed uh uh along with other people we all know Uh, he was gay as fuck come on now (laughs) but there are a lot of things going on and in the 73 page dissertation that was released it was noted that um Somebody of a Philadelphia rapper who had dated Nicki Minaj uh, has has been a part of this these sexual acts, as well as a singer who performed at the Super Bowl and is also from Atlanta. Who can uh, we we can probably pin those two down to being Usher and Big Mill. So, Puff Daddy had been on the scene long before Usher. So the they're they're talking about acts that happened. Long time ago. 
promise you. And I believe that this only confirms the old rumor that you you got to do some gay shit to get into the rap industry. Like what was said about Young Money, Cash Money, and Rich Gang. I don't know if there was ever a lot of talk about Lil Wayne having sex with Birdman or Baby, as some people have you. known him to be called. <laughs> Um, but there was there was some clear rumors about Young Thug and Birdman. And I remember a parody video on like Instagram reels that was like, I love how Birdman dictates. <laughs> and that <laughs> shit was so funny, bro. <laughs> so that I mean, this just this coming to light just makes me feel like all that other shit has to be confirmed like Lil Wayne took it up the butt Young Thug took it up the butt probably Rich Homie Kwan as well but like to get famous in the rap industry someone's got to fucking put it in your butthole Any, what, as, I would also say probably as long as you're on a label well, that's how you get yeah. label status and you get to drop a few albums yes so Tech Nine never had to take it in the butt. Number one independent in the country. That that we know of. Strange. <laughs> uh wild times that we live in. Uh, I, I would say the most wild part is Dude, accusations. Been, these, these sex acts had to have been happening in like the early two thousands. Like it's been wild. A long I, I know, but the, Here's the thing that's even more wild about it is nine times out of 10, when accusations like these come out, the old heads on Twitter come out and ultimately are like, no, this didn't happen. Yada, yada, yada. Everybody's speaking. Because they piece. got to. They got nobody, to. <laughs> nobody is saying a word. There's not a single person that's coming out and saying, no, I didn't like this isn't how it went down. This had didn't happen. Yada, yada, yada. The only person, there's only one person who's coming out and saying anything, and it's Meek Mill saying that he didn't suck P. Diddy's dick. That's it. And he's no going person. off right now on DJ he's Academics. On for like 12, 12 hours. fingers, straight, man. Just going. Nobody else has said a word. So you know this is true. So, right. There's that old Shakespeare quote. I forget what fucking play it's from, but it's, Thou dost protest too much. So if someone is coming out protesting against what their accusations are a little bit too much or a little too hard, you know, that's, that's actually what happened. He's using it to, he's using all this to drop an album here coming up soon. All about sucking dick. (laughs) (laughs) I I used to to think Meek Mill was dope, man. Like I, I don't know the, the fact that this is all being like confirmed, like, do I need to just like strip all of my rap idols like from my playlists and shit? Like the uh the song Dreams and Nightmares makes so much more sense now. Explain. Explain. He got his dreams fulfilled, but he had to do a lot of nightmares to get there. <laughs> all the all the In people no that think that's like a real dope hype song, like <laughs> they don't know. It used to be, now it's not. Now, <laughs> now if that thing not. comes on, it's like 
It's like it's like it's like, it's like R. Like Kelly this? being played nope. in the club. Like turn this shit. <laughs> Next. Next. Give me someone who ain't suck dick. <laughs> You're gonna have to go down a long playlist. Now I'll take one guy who probably hasn't, but uh schoolboy Q. He's been off the scene for a little bit now, but but he he is dropping his album tomorrow, March first. Uh, giving up I can't wait. Like this? You don't yeah, absolutely, you don't man. California I love rappers, Q. You don't think California rappers be on that gay shit? Top dog, man. They do it differently over there. <laughs> TDE. We're doing top dog things here in Kansas City. Uh, let's get to an update for our beloved Chiefs team. And, and I mean, the, the Royals are loved, but not beloved. Uh, we're talking about new stadium and renovations to Arrowhead Stadium. The vote, people, for, of Jackson County is on April the 2nd. Uh, now, we're not going to tell you which way to go about it. We don't care. I mean, we do care. We want them to stay in Kansas City. But regardless of what happens, these teams will be staying in Kansas City because there is a county in Kansas or Missouri that will pay for one, if not both, of the teams. But what's currently going on is... There's less than a decade left on the Truman Complex center lease for both teams. The Royals want to move. They want to go to a downtown stadium that's going to uh, probably bring in a lot of revenue for the city, but there's a lot of things that are going to have to happen with the new stadium. The Kansas City Chiefs want to stay in Arrowhead, but they need to make some renovations. They're not willing to put a roof on. Clark Hunt has said that and has been saying that. They're not willing to put a roof on. They want play in the elements arrowhead you will want to never... put a roof on when you have a snow game quarterback <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> he has he has been very vocal about he likes he loves snow games you do get a little bit more action at the stadium if you have a roof whether it's retractable or not you have the ability to potentially bring in a super bowl you have the ability to host more concerts and other events um, I don't need a Super Bowl in Kansas City if we keep winning them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, it'd be nice. But uh, there's a lot of things going on. And what what's currently being asked of the, the uh, citizens of Jackson County is an extension of the three-eighths tax that's already in place. It would go on for a very long time. But basically what happens is, is if you vote yes and it gets passed, Jackson County civilians, is that if it gets passed, they will revoke the current tax that is in place because the current tax states that all of the money only goes to the Truman complex. So they would revoke that tax, enact the new tax that states that the money would go towards the Truman complex for the Chiefs and the new site for the Kansas City Royals. If no, then... Royals are basically left with zero amount of time to get another deal done at the Truman Sports Complex. They'll either need to, uh, or, or excuse me, they'll almost have zero time to do a new stadium deal in Jackson County. So they will either need to come up with something for the K, or they will need to find a new location, whether that's in Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, or in a completely 
different area. The Chiefs will have a little bit of time to work around a new deal that will happen at the Truman Sports Complex. If not, Mark Donovan, the president of the Kansas City Chiefs for the last two years, has already talked about leaving Jackson County. And Kansas has been offering to buy out their lease, pay for a brand new stadium, sell land to the Hunt family, pennies on the dollar, and give all professional sports teams in the state of Kansas tax uh, uh, revenue from the taxes from sports game. So that is those are your options. Jackson County, that's what happens. If you vote yes, perfect. You have a brand new baseball park that's downtown and the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium, the Arrowhead Stadium gets the renovations that they're asking for. If you vote no, you will 100% be losing the Kansas City Royals in Jackson County. You probably have a 50-50 shot of keeping the Kansas City Chiefs in Jackson County. So realistically, what what option do the Royals have if, if they vote no? Like, where are the Royals going to go? The, Roy- uh, the, the Royals in KCK doesn't sound as appealing as the chiefs in kck you know most likely that'll that that won't happen uh the royals moving to the kansas side it's possible i'm not going to say it's out of the realm of possibility it's it's there but they wouldn't be getting the deal in on the kansas side that the chiefs would be getting they would also be losing the ability to be downtown um you can go outside of jackson county and still kind of have that downtown they've been talking about uh clay como uh up in the northern portion of kansas city you're definitely out of downtown that's not a place where you want to go but uh i don't think the new ownership really cares where it goes if it even stays in kansas city if they do not get a new ballpark, it it could stay. Right. They've talked about Kansas going City to the north side. A, a major league, yeah. Kansas City team. loses a major league baseball team. It's highly possible. If if there is a no vote on April second for the tax, ba- again, basically it's just an extension. The language says it's a new tax. It's an extension of the current tax. If right. there is a no, Kansas City, you. I would say, in my mind, the way I've seen these things play out in other cities, you have an 80% chance of losing the Kansas City Royals. Now, hear me out. I, 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 Patrick Mahomes being a partial owner of the Kansas City Royals kind of, kind of throws a wrench in this to me, but losing the Royals wouldn't be detrimental to the city. <laughs> and... It would leave room, or at least more room, for a fucking NBA team to come in. Dog. Bring them in. That's a a whole nother bag of questions. Um, If I remember correctly. Because if we lose a major sports team like that, the the fans are going to be clamoring for something else. Yeah, but the fans of of Kansas City have been clamoring for an NBA team for a while. You have to wait for the expansion because teams are not moving, which is coming up, and we could get an NBA team regardless of losing the Royals or not. Kansas City. I don't City think so. I, a, I think our I think our chances are much less being we got we got Sporting, we got the Royals, we got the Chiefs. I, sporting I, I think, is technically on the Kansas side. 
still, it's a, it's a Kansas City team, man. Sure. I, I, I don't disagree. I think there's still a, a good opportunity for the city to get an NBA team without losing the Royals. The only caveat to that is, is where are you going to put a new basketball team? Because T-Mobile's not selling. And if I remember correctly, NBA teams have to have a large portion of ownership of the arena that they're in. If not, they own the whole arena. Um, and T-Mobile is not selling. That's been one of the strong hold points for an NBA team not coming to Kansas City is you're not putting them in Kemper. Kemper isn't also getting rebuilt. You're not rebuilding it's or not selling Kemper T-Mobile. It's the Hy-Vee Arena. You doesn't matter. <laughs> Piece of junk anyways. And there's nowhere to put a new Watch stadium. your mouth. There's nowhere to put a new arena, and you're not tearing down the Royals stadium, the K, to put in an arena when the Chiefs definitely don't want that. They want the Truman Complex all to themselves. I'm not very familiar uh, with the whole entire Kansas City stuff, but I don't care about the Royals. Send them packing, bringing in an NBA team. Uh, Missouri needs a basketball team. The Midwest needs a basketball team besides the Thunder. It's it's been less than a decade since we won a fucking World Series. God damn it! I don't care. <laughs> Bring me basketball. <laughs> what Tybo? What do you think? Have you been keeping up with the Royals' antics at all? Basically, where they're looking at putting the new downtown stadium is where the star, the old star building, currently is. <clears throat> The I, I don't even think I know where that is. So base, base, uh, you've got T-Mobile and then you've yeah. got the highway and then you've got the big glass building off to the side of the highway. Right off 70? Yeah. They're, they're putting it right there? That's basically where they're looking at putting it because the, the renderings of the stadium show a walkway because there's a lot of parking over by T-Mobile. Parking at T-Mobile having a sky bridge from T-Mobile all the way over walk. And then you're at, literally at the K you can just walk in the gates right there. And then you can walk back. You've got the nightlife all, all, all down at, at P and L and everything else that goes on. Like this is going to be basically like, a, like a, a, a short walk from P and L. Yeah. You're, you're probably a 10 minute walk away from P and L. This obviously will also revamp the entire rail car or free, uh, 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 transportation system that is around Kansas city, the Metro, everything that's going on. There's going to be a a massive revamp for pretty much everything that's downtown uh, that would take place over the next four or five years. And that's why this deal has to get a yes on April 2nd, because if it's a no, there's no longer enough time for the Kansas city Royals to come up with another idea to get it on a ballot, to get it approved again in time for them to actually be able to start things so that they can get into the new stadium before the deal is finished at the Truman complex. So they're basically putting all their bit, all their eggs in one basket, hoping for it. If not, see ya. I guarantee they have more plans than this. Like they've got back plans going on, right? If this is a no, Hey, play Como, Kansas city North. And, and if they don't want that, there's going to be another city out there somewhere that will take a major league sports. Listen, if, if all of this information is not readily available, but like kind of like pushed to the Kansas city public, 
I think there's enough people in Kansas City that fucking hate construction that would vote this no. I'm just telling you. <laughs> I, I hear when I lived there, I've heard plenty of people. And it's like the natural order of the Midwest, right? Like, like there's just so much construction and I don't know, lane road, That's just road the changes. No matter what. Yeah, but there's there's something different about there's something different about those Midwest cities. Okay. <laughs> like I don't know. We we get we get fucking we see red at the side of an orange cone. Um but I I think going to Clay Como per se would be absolutely detrimental to the Kansas City Royals. Their only other option, their only other option outside of downtown, and that's if they are don't have the balls to move to KCK, which that that's a whole another conversation about Missourians and like the the difference between Kansas City, Kansas, and Kansas City, Missouri. Their only other option is North Kansas City. And there is plenty of room in North Kansas City to get it done. There's fucking abandoned buildings. There's abandoned warehouses that could be cleared out and plenty of space for a parking lot and a stadium. They they found the smallest bit of fucking river coastline for the, the women's soccer team stadium just on the other side of North Kansas City. If you if you literally place the Kansas City Royal Stadium like on the other side could. of that river, there's there's plenty of space for it. And you could build up around it. I think you Promise. could. And that's kind of yeah. what they're looking at. That's kind of what they're looking at. But don't don't fucking touch Clay Como, man. That's, that'd be a that's, bad that call. Would be, that'd be a terrible fucking decision. Uh let's talk about let's let's talk about the Chiefs. Again, April 2nd is the vote. If it's a no. Jackson County is, I, I believe you personally have an 80% chance of losing the Royals. Now, for the Chiefs, that's going to be within the same vote on April 2nd. They're asking for quite a bit of money, especially after the Chiefs' owner and their facilities received horrible grades uh, by NFL players. Uh, Clark Hunt was named the 32nd owner out of 32. He is literally the worst owner out of all the owners uh, as well as our training staff was 32nd worst out of all the training staffs in the entire NFL uh, along with an, another handful and plethora of B and F grades handed out by players of the Kansas city chiefs. I, I have a feeling we got to know that that training staff bullshit is, is, is a little skewed, man. Patrick Mahomes and his injuries over over the past couple of years, the 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 toe injury. Uh, I think in, it's really just more referring to as far as like how much how many people are there working on people and how big the facility actually is. Preventative measures, making sure that they're able to get issues taken care of before they arise, and that was the information that was given out. They actually came out and said this is what the players were saying. It was preventative measures, making sure there was enough training staff. There's enough training staff to take care of when the injuries happen, but not to make sure that they don't happen. Chalk comes back to the owner, Clark Hunt, not willing to fork over the money to improve those things. Yeah, but like, did you guys hear about did you guys hear about the locker room? room? 
It's the facility locker room, not the stadium locker room as it well. It doesn't matter, they just, dude. They did well, they did just re renovate the stadium locker room. So there was a lot of confusion about that on Twitter. They did just redo the stadium locker room, although they only get in that locker room, what, 10 times a year at most. So it's the practice facility and the practice locker rooms where they spend 99% of their time, but their entire practice facility needs renovated. Yeah, but just to promise your guys that you're going to get a whole entire new locker room and, and they come back it. and you just get a chair with a back on it instead because after winning a Super Bowl. Because you played too long into the postseason. That was you guys are too good. Through. All we're going to give you is a chair with a back now. Back. Come on, Clark. Now, Clark is asking the citizens of Jackson County to also fork over hundreds of millions of dollars as they have let me, new. Yeah, go ahead. Well, let me ask you this. What, what are the what are the teams that scored in the top 10, top five type shit? Shitty teams. Is this the is this the price that we have to pay for winning Super Bowls? Is is this the price that we have to pay for? Denver was in the top five of, of ownership and facilities. Where are they at? Where are they at? They are they in the no playoffs? Football team. Are they in the playoffs? Uh, do they still have Russell Wilson? Yes. Do they have? A, I don't think Russell's the problem. That's you a that's a topic Russell's for another the day. Problem. That's He's a topic a problem. for another day. They're the Broncos. They just suck anyways. That's a topic for another day. There, yes, but most of the most of the ownership groups and facilities that were in the upper tier were team had teams that were not very good. I uh, basically what that tells me is our ownership group, specifically Clark Hunt, knows the the correct business decisions to make to have a winning football team. And that's what matters to me. God damn it. I will say one of the worst things on that list, and it wasn't even about the Chiefs, it was about the Bengals. The Bengals are the only team in the league to not provide three meals per day in their cafeteria. They only provide three meals one day a week on Wednesdays. And there are multiple days where they do not provide any meals to their players because it's technically their off days. Welcome. Shout out Bengals, man. <laughs> That's why Joe Burrow is always hurt. He'll never win anything. He's malnourished. Yeah, he's malnourished. <laughs> Does doesn't get enough to sustain himself. Let's so Clark Hunt and uh the rest of the brass at the Kansas City Chiefs are asking for hundreds of millions of dollars from uh the 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 citizens of Jackson County for renovations to Arrowhead. These renovations would include a new turf-covered activation zone with a tailgate area and covered entertainment space built over where the K was, or would be once they tear it down. A new upper concourse connection bridge creating 360-degree access and more concessions for the upper deck. An upper concourse canopy providing weather protection, including heaters and fans for the upper deck. I believe that. New VIP stadium entry points will make it easier for all fan traffic. New sideline club at the lower level. Think of the Super Bowl and uh, where the where the lower level like club seats were for the Raiders. 
New video boards likely to be in the ballpark of Dallas, LA, Las Vegas. We would still keep the oval shape, but up, upgraded there. We'd have upgraded TVs and Wi-Fi throughout the stadium. New end zone clubs and suites, again, very much like the Las Vegas Legion Stadium. New concession stands and retail spaces and restrooms. New field access tunnels will provide a new field access point for visiting teams. All of the traditional concession stands will be converted to a modern grab-and-go market throughout the concourse, uh, resulting in an anticipated increase in speed of service by 30 to 40%. That's Tybo's favorite. He loves to just steal people's food. Dog. That, that, okay, I... Not enough people watch this fucking podcast for me to like be okay giving this information out. Dog. I even with the increased uh uh staff at Arrowhead like uh over the past couple of years, like when they first brought those grab and grow um kiosks or uh concession stands, I, I could go grab a burger, some chicken strips. Like I, I could grab a bunch of shit and just go click on the screen like I only got like fries dog and pay like five dollars or or eight dollars however much fucking stadium fries are and just get a fucking long haul of some shit now they got like two motherfuckers posted at those things like hey what you got what you what you got <laughs> see your receipt but, like if they if they extend if they expand all of our concession stands to grab and go kiosks like there's no stopping it. You you treat it just like a self checkout at Walmart, man. Like you you get a hundred dollars worth of groceries and you're only paying like sixty dollars. Okay, like you grab and go. You grab and get the fuck out. <laughs> few more few more additions to this. Oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, go ahead because I I think I'm gonna add on to this at the end. Yeah. So just a a few uh, finishing touches here. Uh, the new pedestrian or three new pedestrian bridges will eliminate interruptions to the uh, vehicular traffic flow. So there's already a big issue with the pedestrian walkways walking across. Everything is going to go over all of the roads so that nobody is blocking traffic. It can just be free flowing, which also means that there's going to be a better ride share experience closer into the stadium in and out for those Uber and lifts, taxis, anything else that's going on. You'll also have new parking uh, deck on the south side of the stadium with expanded parking on the north side of the stadium uh, as well. Lot O will have RV parking lot um, that will be expanded, paved, and then permanently lit with restroom facilities, with permanent restroom facilities added, not, not any more porta johns So that is going to be a big piece of the renovation that I think will help out a lot of the, the consumer experience for Arrowhead is the traffic and the pedestrian walkways along with some permanent, hopefully clean restrooms. I doubt it. Uh, but that would be, that would be a big help to a lot of the flow for Arrowhead. So these proposed renovations um, fall along the lines of what I suggested quite some time ago. You can you can run the tape. There's there's a show. Uh, I think before the season even started this year, uh, when they were they were originally talking about Kaufman moving downtown. If if Kaufman gets 
bulldozed, knocked down, fucking destroyed, whatever, whatever you may be. I was proposing like a like a mini district that had different yard bars, you know, bars that have um, attractions for people to come and tailgate at. Right. So. The, these proposed renovations kind of touch along those lines. And I I think it it's it would be a dream come true for a lot of Kansas City fans, man. Like all the other shit that you're talking about that's gonna get fixed, like everybody wants real bathrooms. Everybody wants easier traffic. Everybody wants more parking. Nobody nobody wants to get caught out on the gravel parking lots out of Arrowhead. Okay? Like all all the shit you're talking about is gonna make a lot of fans happy. But I feel like there's some extra shit that should be involved with this, man. Like all the all the proposed renovations sound great, but I think they're missing a key point of what makes Kansas City football, Kansas City sports in general, just like one of the greatest experiences in the country. And that's the tailgating experience. If there's not if there's not more of a focus on enhancing that tailgating experience, then then we're we're missing out on on what could be. You know? These what would you all, propose all these that all these changes. What are, what are the things that are being missed? So my 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 original proposal, uh, what like when Kaufman gets tore down, we take that parking lot space and that stadium space and and turn it into like attractions almost like bars and like a ballpark village, but for Arrowhead essentially, but not kind of. to, not to that scale. Yeah, but like there's more yard games involved. Like the 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 typical shit that you see at tailgates like uh hillbilly golf and cornhole and like they should have that stuff already available so that people don't have to bring their own shit, you know? Like you you and and open the gates a little bit earlier for motherfuckers, okay? Like if people if people want to go and spend their money and 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 be there at 5 a.m. for a noon game. Let these motherfuckers. You that that is bank waiting to be made. Because I guarantee you, a lot of motherfuckers in in the Kansas City area will pay for the convenience of not having to bring their own stuff. To that district, to that parking lot, to play their fun games, to to drink alcohol, to to eat food, like there's there's so much possibility that you could do with that cleared space. If if Kaufman's gone, there's so many things that you could add to enhance the fan experience for Arrowhead. And yeah, now they're just looking at putting a hundred yards of turf there and making it a possible amphitheater. Fuck that. <laughs> the 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 walkways and the parking and that and that stuff, 
sounds great. But yeah, whatever they need to build actress, up a they need to build up that nightlife around there. And that that includes, I think, more than just that area. But you really do. And that's, uh, you know, that's one of the things that you would get with moving the Chiefs to the suburbs of the Kansas side. Should should that again go out and vote? Hey, hey, I'm not we're not telling you whether to say yes or no. It's going to be what it is. None of us live in Jackson County. You make that decision on your own. At the same time, if you're voting no, just know there's an 80% chance that the Royals are gone, and there is a 50-50 shot that Chiefs stay. If you're voting no, you better be banking on NBA or NHL, another major sports team that's going to move in. Yeah. And all the revenue that you think like th- that you're losing by having them there – the Royals and the Chiefs, you know, the community centers down there that are that are thinking, hey, you know, uh, by by extending this tax, it, it's hurting, you know, some of the communities and whatnot. Think about how much taxes, how much money is not going to be spent in your area because it's now trafficked somewhere else because you lost the things that drive the economy. E&L may moves would not be surprised. T-Mobile Arena. Is that going to stick around? I don't know. You're losing. You're going to lose a lot of the stuff that's down there because all of it may get bought out too. How do you move PNL? You pick it up and you move it, <laughs> and you take it. Up. We take bikini bottom and we push <laughs> and we it push somewhere it. else. <laughs> PL will always be there, but I'm saying like the nightlife that goes there may find a different spot if, no, if something country, else pops up. Country bumpkin Kansas City motherfuckers are always gonna go to PL and that's never gonna change. Unless, gonna... unless another one gets built somewhere else where the nightlife moves to. Fucking Clay Como, get out of here. <laughs> Wyandotte, Wyandotte County. Wyandotte County Chiefs. <laughs> In the dime. Come. Come to the dot. <laughs> Why the Wyandotte County Chiefs? That's what they're about to be if you vote no on Fuck April two. Dot man, it, no, <laughs> no. Let's uh, let, let's jump into. We, we've talked about the stadiums. Let's talk a little bit here about the players. The new league season starts. It's next week, right, Sean? Um, right, Sean. Sean, yeah. you haven't talked much this yeah. podcast, so like, right, I, Sean? I don't, I don't know shit about Kansas City, man. I've been a few times <laughs> only visit. I could care less where everything goes. I just Watch want the Chiefs to stay. Down, bitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sometime next week, uh, I believe it's what March eighth, new new league season. The new league 13th. season, March thirteenth. Like, ah, with- that's not next week. It's not next week. It's uh, it's two two weeks away. The new league season kicks off. We've got the combine. Uh, Thanks, find Tyler. me. That is a fine. all right. Double five. The new league season starting up in a couple of weeks. Uh, we have the ability to tag Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed. Um, what, no, what do we, we think can about? only tag one person? No, you get two tags. But well, we've We're already done gonna... one. Yeah, we've tagged whom. Legarius. It's not official, no, official yet, but not official yet. they're going to put the tag on him, let him explore trade opportunities. Correct. Which more than likely sounds like we're going to trade him. Yeah. So, like every fucking 
Yeah, just reminds me of the of the Tyreek situation. We we gave him well the Tyreek situation. We gave Tyreek and Legarius Need both contracts where we're not going above this. This is where you're sitting. Go out and see if you can make better money. And if you can, great, fantastic. Make the trade happen. Go out and make your money. Otherwise, I don't know about that, Jim. Here. Don't you don't know. think we offered a contract? I, I think it's more like the D4 situation. You don't think we offered a contract at all? No, you're your ties tag his ass. Yeah. We offered Tyreek that contract. We franchise tag D Ford and then we immediately traded him right away. Where he signed a contract with the Niners to stay on long term. No, That's what it's shipping up for, more no, like with Sneed right now. D Ford Tyreek had time. Hang on. Tyreek still had time left on his contract, which is why he wasn't tagged. D Ford was tagged. LJ is tagged just because they don't have time left on the contract. It's the same thing with Chris Jones. He doesn't have another year left on his contract. If we don't tag them, we don't have the exclusive right to trade them. That's why they're tagged. doesn't mean that we're immediately looking to ship them off. I guarantee you we offered him a contract. He thought he could get more for bang for his buck, and that's why we're in the situation where we're at. I guarantee this is very much like the Tyreek situation. It's not like more than likely, like we offered him fifty-eight million, and then he went elsewhere to seek more money. And he didn't even—he didn't even. Tyreek didn't even go to the place that offered him the most money. He went to the place he wanted to go to that just offered him more money than the Chiefs. If he wanted—if he just wanted money, he would have been on the Jets, right? I think I think that's the situation that we're in with Legarius. I think he thinks his value is worth more than the Chiefs are offering, and that's okay. And we're also working on a deal, Man. especially with the increased $30 million that nobody expected in a cap space that we're going to use towards Chris Jones. That deal looks to be getting done very, very soon. Now I want to bring it back a little bit here. Uh, I believe recently, right after Super Bowl time, I believe you said we we're going to have up to about $100 million in cap savings, cap space yeah, this offseason. I think we're going to be in that 70 to 80 range. I, I don't know how, where you get these numbers at, man. <laughs> we're sitting at like 17 million right now before yes, like, a lot of other stuff happens. Like, where are you getting this extra 60, 70 million? Are we at? sitting at 17 after cutting MBS? No. With the with, uh, uh, upgrades to the players' contracts of Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, Nick Bolden. It went from $28 million down to $17 million. I don't know where you get your numbers at. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I was on over the cap. That's where I typically go. But I also wasn't, I guess, looking at the time and when. I didn't even know those players got upgrades to their contracts. I never knew it either. It just came out in the past like 24, 48 hours that uh, they get. It's a certain player prediction. Uh reoccurring thing for them if they play up to a certain level they get increases in their contracts for their rookie contract interesting uh so without uh without any changes counting mvs no restructures no nothing the chiefs are looking at right now at nine million uh in cap space that also doesn't include the 30 million in addition uh to the cap space for 2024. So with the addition of the $30 million in cap space, the 
12 million dollars in cap space that we're getting from cutting MVS potential of up to 37 million in restructuring from Patrick Mahomes's deal and then also potential cap space regain from restructuring uh Juwan Taylor's deal could see us up in that 70 to 80 range with now the new coming of the uh, adjustments from the rookie contracts. All right. The way you say it now, it sounds a lot better than the way you said it the first time. Cause I thought Again, you just didn't... smoke up my ass. <laughs> so that also wasn't including the, the rookie deal adjustment. So take those out of there and you can get an additional 10 to 20 on top of that. So you'd be looking at that 90 to hundred. So we're at that 70 to 80 mark again, if the restructuring does happen. I think the restructuring happens for a few people, but not not everybody that we're thinking of. No, the two; those are just the two restructurings that I was talking about: Patrick Mahomes, Juwan Taylor. We'll see. I think this is a very good example of why Clark Hunt is rated one of the, not one of the worst owner in the entire NFL. He does what he has to do to maintain a winning team. And our track record, since even before we got Patrick Mahomes, we don't pay defensive backs. We don't pay anybody. No, we are one of the lowest teams in giving out guaranteed contracts. We will, we will spend the cap space. We will not spend liquid cash. But anyways... We we let our DBs ride out their rookie contracts and we let them go. That that that's been what we've done for a long time. Legarius Sneed has been an all pro corner for us for a while now. We love him. But look who we got backing his ass up. Trent McDuffie. Joshua Williams, Jalen Watson. They're all serviceable, to say the least. They're all serviceable cornerbacks in the NFL. And we have a great track record of drafting those motherfuckers, even late in the draft. Don't forget, Fifth we round. still have Chamari Connor who can play that position. Nazi and- Johnson. I was going to say, Nazi Johnson, who missed the entirety of the season due to injury. Like, we got two more guys that can step in there if need be. It, it's, it's, it's a gambling man's game in the NFL. Do we, do we pay the superstar and watch him deteriorate in front of our eyes? Or do we let him go and bank on somebody else? Do you pay Chris Jones or do you, do you personally? Pay Chris Jones or do you play pay Legarius? Legarius Chris is, Jones. You pay Legarius Chris Jones right away. 27 years old. Chris Jones is starting next season at, with a three at the beginning of his age. You pay Chris Jones. He is the difference maker. Legarius need we is he going to the issue? The question is, is he is he going to continue to be that difference maker? He has been. Will he continue to be when we know players decline? starting at the age of 30. There are a lot of factors to consider regarding that choice, but I think one of the most important is how we're able to draft 
to fill that hole. If we look at previous draft picks, defensive linemen, especially later on in the draft, Hard. don't really work out for us. Okay. Outside of Chris Jones. He was a second round pick. It's later in the draft. That's not a late round pick, though. That's uh, it, it, I'm 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 thinking like fourth round and beyond. Fair. Okay. We've seen success at the defensive back position, safety or corner, later on in the draft. It's a little bit easier for us to get value at that position in the draft. George Karloftis, first year, you know, we were up in the air. Was he really worth a first-round draft pick? Second year, I think he cemented his value as a first-round draft pick. The tape is still out on, on Felix. Okay, we we don't really know if he was worth the first round draft pick, but there's plenty of examples of the Kansas City Chiefs and Brett Veach and Andy Reid drafting defensive backs later on in the draft that make an impact on this team. And who was a better example than none other than Legarius Sneed, who was a fourth round draft pick for us? Man, you go for Legarius. Legarius yeah. was sixth. Mm. I'm pretty sure he was a sixth round. Since being selected in the fourth round of the 2020 NFL draft, Sneed is Sneed is in the league has not only oh, been marked. There we go. Yeah, fourth round. So, uh, but but Jalen Watson and Joshua Williams, one of them was a late round draft pick, and I'm pretty sure the other one was undrafted free agent. Correct. Or, yeah, seventh like rounder. That. One of the or even later traffic. Regardless, late late round draft pick, undrafted free agent. We've seen success in the defensive back position. That track record is not there for defensive linemen. And we know, we know as as football fans, viewers that kind of know a little bit about the game, defensive linemen that make an impact in the NFL, usually drafted between the first and third round. There are very few examples where there are solid contributors on NFL teams that come later than that. There are not many that are going to be free agents this year that would also not garner a a, a massive hit. Uh, You've obviously got Chris Jones, and DJ Reader is there, and so is Fletcher Cox. And then that's kind of it. There's not anybody who really makes waves as a defensive tackle. Chris Jones walks. We're going to have to really depend on either making a trade or having to go to the draft and having Charles Aminahue out for probably 90% of this next season with the torn Achilles or uh, whatever his issue was. ACL, he won't be out 90%. He'll he'll be out for a, at least half of the season. Um, then you know, I don't know. We're, man. we're also going to have to deal with motherfuckers are coming back within six months on an ACL. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. There's uh, so you know having to deal with either way. Corner, uh, I think we're set up a little bit better for success. Obviously, losing arguably the best corner in the league this year uh, is it would be a massive hit 
to our defensive room. Losing out on Chris Jones would also be a massive hit because he is one of the best players in the entire league, offense or defense. Also, having him decline on a on a fat contract is is not the best option. That's I'm glad I don't have to make that decision because that's a tough one. I I will also propose this to you. Um, top name cornerbacks in the league that have repeated their success. I feel like that list is much shorter than defensive linemen that have been able to repeat their success year after year. There have been big-name defensive linemen that stay at the top of their game for at least a few years. Fletcher Cox is one of those motherfuckers. Aaron Donald is the best of those motherfuckers. Okay? Legereus Sneed could have just had a, a season where he played on top of his head and the next season it goes to shit. You look at Jalen Ramsey. You go back a he little played, further. He's played really well. He was just injured this year. Okay. That factors into it as well. I, I agree. I, I, I truly feel like Jalen Ramsey is almost a shell of his former self. Okay, Marcus Peters, for us, we felt like he was a ball hawk. He he goes to other teams, he gives up a lot of yards, still gets a little bit of interceptions here and there, but fucking, you go back a little further, Darrell Rivas had, had absolutely stunning years as a defensive back, but the fall off was real hard. The fall off was real hard with Darrell Rebus. Real, real hard. It was sad to see. So I I I hate to play the businessman part of, of this game, but if if I'm if I'm choosing between Legarius Sneed and Chris Jones, man, I'm 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 for sure leaning Chris Jones. But that all has a caveat to it. Is Chris Jones going to be okay with taking a little bit shorter of a contract? We're not going to lock him up for a long time because of his age. If he's cool with taking a two-year, three-year contract at a reasonable price, then absolutely, we need, we have to go Chris Jones here. What's your idea of a reasonable price? Because I don't feel, I, I don't think the issue is length. I think it's still price. He was looking last year at that 30 plus outlet. We were looking at 27, 28. I don't think he's looking for anything less than what he was asking for at the beginning of the season. It's going to be something that's like completely backloaded wherever it promises a lot of money for him there. He's going to have a lot of money up front as well, too, but there's going to be some going to be guaranteed. He's looking for fully guaranteed. There's going to be some stipulation where they want to put it in there where he's going to get a lot more money than the contract says he's actually going to get at some point, whether that be uh, incentives that he hits throughout the seasons or uh, marks he earns for like all pro or defensive player of the year or something like that. He's going to get his guaranteed money no matter what, but there's going to be something in that contract which makes it a little bit larger than all the other contracts 
that some of the stuff that he has is going to be really hard for him to obtain year after year. Regardless of how he played in the postseason, I do not think Chris Jones really has the leverage to ask for what he was already asking for. Do any of his numbers, do any of his numbers line up with the top defensive tackles in the league? You talk about the fiasco at the beginning of the season, missing a game, really not turning it on until like the last six games of the season. Man, Chris Jones' presence was felt out there, but like numbers-wise, he didn't come on until the latter part of the season and the playoffs. Okay. I I feel like the opposite of what Sean said. It, it This contract is going to be front-loaded, and I feel like it's going to be short. And it, it's very dependent on that guaranteed money. I don't know how much the Chiefs really have to give up on that guaranteed money part of it. But... If we get Chris Jones for two to three years at a contract that's like sub top five DTs out there, that's 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 what we really got to go for. Okay, fuck the Cats brothers. Yep. Chris Jones really needs to be thinking about career versus legacy. Okay. I don't care right now, as far as contract talks, I don't give a shit about what Chris Jones has done in the past. What can you bring to me upcoming? What can you bring to me in the near future? Because, buddy, you only got a few years left. Realistically, you got one or two good years left in you. I promise you that. In regards to how much money do the Chiefs have uh, to give in guaranteed money, the Hunt family is as an, is worth $15 billion. So I, I think they have enough money liquid to, to give him whatever he wants. They can't have will, to play in with that. It, it's not all about <laughs> what they're fucking worth. Hey, man. I'm just saying, they're worth $15 billion. That means they got a couple, at least a couple billion that they can liquefy for whatever the contract is worth. Because at the end of the day, that's what the guaranteed money is. You can't go over the cap, but the guarantee is how much money is your owner willing to pay out of their own pocket, regardless of injury or anything else. That's where the guarantee comes in, is directly from the owner. And some families were 15 billion. So they got to they gotta have a couple bill ready to liquefy whenever they want. Let's finish up here real quick. We've got a couple spots um, that the Chiefs will need to cover. Obviously, probably uh, covering corner in the draft, but our wide receiver and running back rooms are going to be depleted when it comes to this next season, and there are a lot of names that are on that list. Um, I think we're going to probably go pretty heavy in the free agent market when it comes to a running back just because 
don't have to pay him a whole lot. We typically like to have those veterans back there to kind of back up Pacheco. Uh, there's going to be quite a few that are on the market. Obviously, we're not going to be paying the likes of Derrick Henry, but a guy like Zeke is out there who probably won't garner much. I don't think any of these guys are going to garner anything in terms of contract. Zeke is Zeke is too proud to accept what the Chiefs would want to pay him. I promise. Then that's you. then that makes him too proud to accept any offer that any team is going to offer him. No, he man. is, dude. They're not willing to franchise tag Saquon Barkley for twelve million dollars. Well, Saquon, 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 Saquon doesn't matter. He can be Saquon for now because he ain't worth the twelve million dollar franchise tag. He is if he's on any team besides the Giants. No, 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 he's not. Nobody is. Nope. Derrick Henry's not worth a $12 million franchise tag. Some Somebody brought uh, to my attention uh, more than a couple of weeks ago um, uh, an article that hinted at Saquon Barkley wanting to come to the Kansas City Chiefs at a, at a discounted price. That discount better be vet minimum. No, no, no. That minimum's a little drastic. But yeah. What was going to be backing up that? Pacheco? I, I feel my personal feelings. It would be super. It would be super disrespectful to Isaiah Pacheco. But if you get a chance at scoring a talent like Saquon Barkley, like I'm, I'm taking that. Yeah, sure. The talent's going to be nice, but you're you're going to have to start one of them. Like one of them is going to have to play more than the other. And do you Saquon. continue? I guarantee you, it's Saquon. I Andy wouldn't because Pacheco knows the playbook. But if you give Andy a weapon like Saquon, is Saquon God. is Saquon going to be healthy? He has can yet to learn, show me. Can you learn a that, zone read offense, please? Can he learn to can stay you, on the field? Can you learn how to fucking take a handoff out of shotgun, please? I don't know if he can because he can't stay on the field long enough to learn any of it. Because he plays in New York with one of the worst football fields in all of the league, man. Like, Great. Go play for another team and show me if you can stay on the field or not. I'm not, I'm not willing to pay that. I don't think Andy Reid is willing to pay that. I don't think Andy Reid would pay that either. I think the Chiefs it was, would pay that. I don't think the Chiefs are willing to pay It's a fun rumor, but there are plenty of other guys on this list that I would rather go get other than Saquon Barkley. It'd be Josh Sa- Jacobs. Saquon's going to the Texans. Tony Pollard. Austin Eckler. Eckler's Devin Singletary. DeAndre Swift. Like there are names on this list that I would I, much rather have. I don't know that's because still, those guys can like stay healthy one. and I can pay them less, and I don't have to forfeit Pacheco being my one A. It was just a fun hypothetical, man. I I also I don't find it fun because I don't like Saquon. I can't stay healthy because he can't say his name right. It doesn't matter. He doesn't deserve to have it said right. He can't stay hell on the field. All right, uh, uh, I'm just going to breeze past this ignorance here. Running back is not the position I want the Chiefs to spend any kind of money on, really. Well, we're down I'm, to one I'm, running, two running backs. 
Shut your mouth. I'm talking. You had your chance. Fucking wide receiver. God damn it. If there's anybody out there to nab at the wide receiver position, fucking bring him in. I give two shits if this motherfucker helped us win two Super Bowl rings, caught a touchdown pass in each of the last two Super Bowls. MVS deserved to be cut. A starting wide receiver in the NFL, he got 350 yards in the regular season. Good God, miss me with that fucking bullshit. I've, I've seen too many... Social media accounts fucking praise MVS for his time here. He hasn't been fucking shit. I can I can count on one hand the amount of good games Marquez Valdez Scantling has had as a Kansas City Chiefs. At fuck, as a Kansas City Chief. He 100 percent deserved to be cut today. I'm so thankful that he's freed up 11 million or however much cap space he's he's freed up so as fun as it's been to speculate you know, possibly bringing in Saquon Barkley to the Kansas City Chiefs god damn it we need a fucking pass catcher that's outside of Travis Kelsey Rasheed Rice is a great building block we need somebody else I'll name me here a few. Mike Evans is a free agent, will not be tagged. Curtis Samuel will be available. Tyler Boyd will be available because T. Higgins will be franchise tagged. You've got, you bring McCall Hartman back. Don't really care about that one. Calvin Ridley. No. Michael Pittman Jr. Possibly. And uh, there is another one, Marquise Brown. Those are your biggest names that fill up the. Uh, that's just Odell Beckham Jr. But we could also go for a trade in that situation as well. Sure, go get somebody. It just just as free agents that that Those he are, just yeah. listed, it's Mike Evans or it's Michael Pittman. There is no other receiver that is really going to make a difference on this offense. I promise you, it's Mike Evans. It's Michael Pittman Jr. Don't I fuck can tell around. You- with any of the other names. I can tell you looking at what Brett Veach has done in the free agent market in his tenure at Kansas city, Mike Evans is going to be out of the question simply due to his age. He does not go after anybody in free agency that is going to be on a multi-year contract that has an age that starts with the number three at the beginning of the very next season. Mike Evans will be nearly 31 by the time, again, understand, I, I don't necessarily have this opinion, but knowing Brett Veach and what he has done in his tenure as GM of the Kansas City Chiefs, that deal to me is not even probably on the table. Man, at the same time, when there is an identified weakness on this squad, Brett Veach does just about everything in his power to fix that. When it was the offensive line after the Bucks Super Bowl, we completely retooled it and look at what we got right now. The offensive line is one of our strong points. Okay. 
when it was the defensive line. It, it, it took a couple of years to kind of fix this problem, but he's added stuff at the defensive line to address those questions. The whole season this year, and it's even been a discussion of as of last year, the wide receiver core is not up to par. You have you have a significant drop off from last year. Juju Smith Schuster damn near had a thousand yards. MVS played above what we're seeing right now, or or this past season. the The wide receiver core is the main complaint on this football team. I guarantee you, Brett Veach will do what it takes to fix that problem. Mike Evans might be old, but he's he's a he's a great starting point to fix what we got going on. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I would like Mike Evans. His market value right now is at four years, twenty three point eight million dollars per. That's not going to fit within the cap. And that's definitely not going to be, that's definitely not going to fly with, with Veach at, at that number. I would uh, very much like to see a Michael Pittman Jr. He's also going to be on that high end. Market value is uh, 22.7, probably looking at a four-year deal. He is on that much younger age at 26 years old. He's a profile of a receiver that we don't have, a possession receiver who's tall and runs the whole route tree. Um, again, you know, a lot of people don't like this move. I don't mind it at four at market value of 14 million per year, 26 years old. Marquise Brown is proven that he is a thousand yard receiver in a system where you actually have a quarterback who is on the field consistently and knows how to throw the ball decently. Marquise Brown at $14 million a year is not a bad pickup at all. But he gets injured, man. He gets injured. He can't stay on the field. I think that was one season. He's not the answer. He's not the answer. If you don't want DeAndre Hopkins and you want Marquise Brown instead, I I got a beachfront condo in Canada to sell to you, man. I'd I'd rather not have a a 30-year-old, no, who's proven to be injured at the age of 30. A 26-year-old who's been out one year out of the four years that he's been in the league, five years that he's been in the league, I'll take that. Man, I'll take Michael Pittman, but uh, you know the those are uh, and our other options going to be Calvin Ridley again, thirty years old, be a one year deal. But those are the I guarantee those are the three options Calvin's that Brett Beach has sitting. In, yeah, he'll be thirty at the beginning of the season. Or Mar- Marquise out. Brown would out of all these options that we're talking about, Marquise Brown would be the ultimate settle. Marquise Brown will be like, well, we tried, we tried for all these other guys, and Marquise Brown is all we can get. He would be the ultimate settle, and he would not be the answer going forward. I fucking promise you. No, oh, I don't. This is the thing, though. I don't think they're looking for an answer in the wide receiver free agency market. I think they're looking for an answer that, number one, comes with Rasheed Rice and comes from the draft. They're looking for a supplemental piece they always have when it comes to the wide receiver room. They've always looked for supplemental pieces, even if it is, yes, our weakest point. Patrick Mahomes just showed us what he could do with supplemental pieces. 
You build through the draft. You have them on rookie contracts. You bring in supplemental pieces that don't cost a whole lot in free agency so that you can pay the pieces around Patrick Mahomes that mean a little bit more. Offensive line, Creed Humphrey's contract's going to be up. Trey Smith's contract's going to be up. You still need to find a left tackle. You still need to pay Nick Bolton, and you need to find a replacement for Willie Gay. You still need a defensive tackle at Chris Jones or to bring in his replacement at another time. There are so many other areas where if you can get a receiver that you call settling, who puts up a thousand yards in a season at 26 years old at a market value of $14 million, I don't necessarily call that settling. Oh, forget Marquise Brown. I'm going to talk about the defensive line right here. And this guy shocked me so much. This is a guy we could possibly draft. He's making a lot of noise right now. That is Tavondre Sweat. This is a 366-pound defensive lineman. Anybody want to guess what his 40 time was? Uh, you know, we don't say it, but... A, a four-something. Uh, Four-eight? 5.27. 366 pounds. If if is it if it was all adjusted for his 40 time for height and weight, it's like a 180-pound defensive back running a 4.26. Whoa. I know. Damn. That- that doesn't make sense to me. That's a, that's a big boy basketball. moving. It's a big boy moving, man. I ran a 5-2 in high school. Were you 366 pounds? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was 200 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> so about a full second slower than the 180-pound defensive back. I could I can make a 5-1. I want to see that. <laughs> I do. I would like to see Sean. Ooh. When you go down to Florida, please, I would like this recorded. And I'm as not talking short. about now. I'm talking about in high school. You fucks. <laughs> Whenever I come down, we're just going to have a little combine of our own. Put on the cleats at the practice rugby practice field. Record it. It's going up on YouTube shorts. We're going to both do our forties. We're both going to do some verts. We're going to do some quarterback accuracy passing. I'd like Got to see the shuttle drill, nah. please. And then, and then we 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 got it. Sean at wide receiver, me at DB. We got to we got to run some routes. <laughs> got to have that. Got to. I need. It. I need hit to up, see hit up if TV. Sean. I need to see if Sean can back what he's. What he's. I'll put those clamps down. No, we do need that. We do need it. Oh, oh yes, please. Couple. How how far are we away from this? I, oh, now I'm excited. Couple weeks. Well, we we don't have a quarterback, so. I got a I, I got a rugby that. team. I can find one quarterback. Well, let's okay? go then. Let's go. Find <laughs> one person. Let's go. Uh, well, we'll keep you guys updated with any news that's coming out. Uh, like I said, the uh, uh, new league season starts in a couple weeks, uh, March thirteenth. We've got the combine uh, coming up, slash ongoing currently, and then we'll have pro days. Everything else that's going on. Make sure you go out and vote April second if you're in Jackson County. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!